You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Hi, this is Steven from Geek Elite Media, and I want to tell you about Cuts by Candace, a hairstylist that'll work with you to get just the right look. After growing my hair out for years and years, Candace was the only stylist I trusted to cut my luscious locks. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of April 2019, and you'll get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candace on Facebook and Cuts by Candace 3 on Instagram, and start looking the best you, you can. Today I am here with Eric Lincoln, who does the Twitch streaming for Geek Elite Media. That's because I wanted to do a a, a bunch of podcasts throughout the year where uh, we focus or spotlight on other members of Geek Elite Media that uh, you know might not do a lot of the podcasting, but they do a lot for Geek Elite. So, Eric, welcome. What's up, Mitch? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing great, man. You know, uh, I want to say thank you for coming on and uh, you know and always playing yeah. games for us. So, um, what what games have you been playing? Uh, recently, it's been Overwatch and Grim Dawn has been the two biggest ones that I've streamed. Uh, I've done a couple of other random ones. Um, one was uh, Borderlands. I did that for a little bit when they came out with the new Gold Edition. Um, and then, uh, from that, it's kind of iffy here and there, whether or not it's going to be grimmed on or overwatch at this point. So, <laughs> so what, I mean, I, I, I kind of know what overwatch is. I've never played it myself, but what is Grimwatch? Right. So it's a, wait, you said Grimwatch? Yeah. Is it not watch? No, sorry. It's Grim Dawn. Grim Dawn. Oh, I, yeah. dang it. I just got the two mixed up in my head. <laughs> Overwatch and Grim Dawn. All right. So right, what's Grim go. Dawn about? So Grim Dawn is, is post-apocalyptic. Um, you, you start out as just a regular character. You just make your own character, male or female. And then from there, it's uh, they, they hung you, but you came back alive. Um, or back to life, I should say. And um, I guess... You, you find out later on that you were possessed, basically. And so they essentially kill you to make you come back. Oh, and wow. from there, um, basically from there, you're, you're just completing, uh, completing jobs for the townsfolk that took over a jail, basically. And it's kind of Diablo-esque. You know, it's, a, it's your typical run and hack and slash type deal. Um, and, you know, you just the whole idea is, of course, getting better gear and then saving the world as usual. <laughs> <laughs> so is that considered a like rpg is that um i forget what they they call them now but it's a it's a kind of like a click to play action rpg okay basically yeah right. so not not like um like resident evil or something where it's like a your third person yeah. puzzles and stuff like that yeah, not not quite. It's more um, if you ever played Diablo, it's exactly like that. But instead, you just have 
a lot more depth to how you can build your character. You can match up classes and stuff like that. Normally, in most games, you get one class and that's it. In this in this game, you can you know select a mage and a soldier all at the same time and make yourself really tanky. So you're like a battle mage, basically. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. Okay, so what what drew you to that game in particular? Uh, I uh, one of my really good friends um, from elementary school. We've been playing video games for years and years, and he came out with um, just the preview to it, and he was like, you got to check this game out. It's really awesome. It's what we've been hoping for because Diablo three, unfortunately was kind of a bust. And, uh, so I was like, all right, I'll check it out. You know, we'll, we'll see what it's all about. I watched the trailer to it and I was like, this looks like fun. Could be, could be awesome. Could be a lot of fun. So I figured we'll give it a, we'll give it a shot when it comes out. I'll, I'll read some reviews. So got a couple of reviews and everybody said it was great. It was what they'd been hoping for. So that's kind of what got me into it first. And he, you know, didn't have a job at the time, so he rushed through real quick, but <laughs> still playing with like 200 some hours later. <laughs> so I, uh, is that the normal type of game that you like to play even when you're not streaming? Um, nowadays, it's kind of a mix, actually. Um, I, I've always been into the competitive scene. Um, I've loved competitive gaming, so it... it Overwatch really took me, and that's kind of what I tend to play when I'm on my own. Um, I really play Grim Dawn a lot, like when somebody else is on, uh, when I've got another friend or something to play with. Because uh, otherwise, it just kind of gets where you're just zoned into the game and you're not paying attention to anything else, and you're just like <laughs> there, you know. <laughs> um, but Overwatch is, is probably what I play the most um, off stream, as it is just again to get that competitive vibe. Mm, okay, so. Uh- what was it that drew you to Overwatch? Uh, honestly, I started out with uh, a game called League of Legends, which is a free-to-play um, MMO game online. And they um, that one got really, really big. And it was fantastic. We played it for you know seven, seven years or something like that. And, uh, and then finally my computer died. And I couldn't play anything anymore. So the only thing I had was Overwatch on my Xbox. And I was like, all right, I gotta, I guess I can try this out. So I started playing that and I was like, oh, this is exactly what I needed. This is what I was hoping for. Well, I can't play my computer, you know, while I'm trying to fix it. And uh, from there, I just got hooked and haven't stopped. So it's been, I think, gosh, like three years now. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's a super popular game from what I understand. I don't play it myself, but uh, I always see the, all the, you know, characters always being talked about and cosplayed as. Yeah, absolutely. All the time. I mean, it's, it, it's definitely becoming a big thing. The, they have the overwatch league, which is really huge now. Um, they're in their second season now. And, uh, they're, it's interesting. They're really re- revolutionizing how games are, are, are nowadays. Um, especially the esports. um, version of it i mean they've got they're getting to the point where teams are going to have their own arenas which is insane it's a, it's i mean never in a million years would i ever thought that uh and a, somebody who plays video games gets their own arena you know pro sports sure yeah but <laughs> you know <laughs> you get into video games and they're like yeah we've got our own arena we have our own team house you're like what <laughs> you know it's, it's insane um but uh but yeah that's it 
I mean, Overwatch, there are hundreds of thousands of viewers that watch um, every day, Wednesday through Sunday when they're doing their league. It's, it, so, I mean, you're looking at millions of viewers, potentially. So is, uh, is there a particular character that you play? Yeah, um, I've kind of got pigeonholed into the tank role because um, in Overwatch there's tanks and damage dealers and healers. It's kind of the big deal. Um, and a lot of people hate playing the tank role or hate playing the healer role, so they always kind of grow towards the, the, the damage role. But, uh, I, I mean, it's almost impossible to win if you don't have a tank, so I just started, all right, I'm going to start playing that for you guys and suck it up, I guess I'll deal with it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so um, from there, I, I guess my favorite to play would be Reinhardt, um, which is a really awesome character, also done by uh, Darren DePaul. is a fantastic voice actor. He's absolutely phenomenal in a lot of different items now. <laughs> yeah, the, the voice actors um, for that game seem to be just as uh infamous famous as uh anything as you know as doing voice acting for any other uh animated show i mean for a video game that mm -hmm. seems like it's it's pretty prevalent yeah absolutely i mean it's they really have some some bigger voices but i mean even on on top of that um it seems like blizzard kind of likes to reuse a lot of their voice actors and they so a lot of these voice actors have done voices in other games for blizzard which is a big deal so they kind of keep that family mentality but this is one of the first times ever that um within a game voice actors really all got together and met and are all friends i mean it's not a day i you know that goes by where i don't see a picture coming up from several of the voice actors just hanging out you know they they love to hang out with each other it's crazy and so you you were saying earlier that you, uh, when you play your t your tank, you're often playing with other people. Is that a, a a a regular group or is it just whoever you find? More often than not, it's a regular group. Uh, recently, I've been able to play a couple times with one of the voice actors that with voices for Roadhog. His name is Josh Petersdorf. Um, he he kind of picked me up along the way because um, I've been watching his stream for years or well subscribed for a year, but watch him for about two. Um, so yeah, so I, every now and then I get to play with him for a little bit and, and play with his group that he has. But uh, most of the time I end up going in solo. Uh, so what's that like? What's that like playing with a celebrity? You know, it's, it's exciting. <laughs> it's weird because it's like, oh, I'm playing with a celebrity and he's treating me like I'm a normal person. This is crazy. You know, it's it's strange, but um, it's a lot of fun. And especially when we get into groups where there's other, you know, public people that that weren't part of our group. And so he'll start using voice lines and they're like, wow, you're you're really good Roadhog. You should have uh, you should be in a contest or something. And he like you know, starts cracking up and he does the voice for um, Optimus Prime at Universal Studios. So he's like, oh, you should hear my Optimus. And he starts doing voice lines from that. And they're like, wow, you are really good. Dang. <laughs> We're all sitting here chuckling to ourselves like, ah, they don't know. You know, <laughs> it's funny. So, I mean, so I guess that was uh, the next question. Does he just break out and do, I mean, does he play as his own character? He does. And he's actually really good with him. Um, he's a, he's a pretty good Overwatch player for sure. He, uh, he he likes to uh, what we call fill, and that means yeah, you know, if, if 
someone else isn't going to play the tank role, he'll play it, or you know, he'll play a healer or whatever. But uh, if he plays the tank, a lot of the time he tries to play Roadhog, and it's uh, it's pretty fun. He does the voice lines a good bit too. <laughs> so I mean, so uh, when he's playing and he just throws out the lines, like how much of a geek out is that for you? For me, it's it's huge. I'm like, oh man, keep keep it going. I'm so excited. <laughs> I want to try and do voice lines back to you all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, he it it's a lot of fun once he starts doing voice lines because then he's just uh, having a blast. He he is always in a good mood. He's a really nice person, so it's 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 a lot of fun. And he makes jokes about it and starts saying like different voice lines that aren't even the, in the game. And he's like, I'd love to hear that. <laughs> so it's pretty fun. So with the the popularity of these battle royale games, um, I mean there are a few other out there. I believe if I rem- if I read the news correctly, uh, have there's you- quite a bit. Okay, uh, I mean have you gotten have you gotten to play a lot of the other ones? Yeah, um, you know I've I've done Fortnite, of course. That's one of the biggest ones, um, and uh, and then I've, I I did play the um, uh, Call of Duty version that they just came out with um which it was okay uh not my favorite and there's PUBG, of course which is really big um i think PUBG really got huge and then fortnite kind of came out just slightly after and was like hey we've got all this other stuff that you don't get to do all the time like build and so a lot of the um groups kind of merged towards Fortnite. it seems like um especially with their competitive realm that they have they give out millions of dollars in their tournaments it's crazy wow um and then uh the last one to recently come out and, and be a lot of fun was uh, apex legends and that was at through ea so it was very surprising that it was a very good game and a lot of fun and not bogged down too much so with uh apex legends which was the newest one how did you feel about that game uh after playing it for a little while like i obviously you just said you was okay but like a little in comparison to overwatch um it was solid it was for me it's a completely different experience overwatch is a lot of fun to me but it's also extremely stressful um especially because i do a lot of the competitive part of it so the whole time you're kind of stressed out you're like man the rest of my team better do good because if they if they're not then we're gonna lose for sure you know whereas apex it, it, it was just fun, you know, it was just playing fun back, you know, like I was playing Super Mario Brothers or something. Yeah, it was it was just a really good time. Um, and it didn't matter who you were with. Nobody was nasty. Nobody was really mean, toxic and all that, as they call it. Right. Um, it's just it was different and a lot of fun to where you even if you die, you still have the chance to come back, which was huge. And for especially all these battle royal games. So it's uh, adding that in was really big, and so it just it became a lot of it was it was a really fun experience. I had a blast with it. And uh, so then, speaking of Mario Brothers, you know what, what was the first game you remember playing? Um, I think it was Contra. To be honest, I you know we we had a Nintendo growing up. Um, we we originally had an Atari, um, but it was. I seem to remember playing it, but it, you know, it's fading, <laughs> fading memories <laughs> at this point. Cause it was, you know, when I'm like three or, you know, three, three and a half, something like that, where you barely maybe remember memories. Um, but the Nintendo is the one that I really started playing on. Um, of course, super Mario brothers was huge for me. Um, uh, battle toads. 
uh, and then the Final Fantasy series I was really large into. But um, I think what uh, the the system that really edged me towards the towards gaming all the time is is the Super Nintendo. I think that was one of the best systems that they had come out with. Oh, I re- yeah, I remember the Super Nintendo. I loved uh, I loved playing Final Fantasy games too. Um, I think once it got to like past, what was it? What's the one with Cloud Seven? Seven, yeah, yeah. I think once it got to there, I stopped playing. Like I just, it wasn't like <laughs> Final Fantasy Two. Um, you know, with uh, with uh, Cecil, like that character. Like I remember right. playing that game and just just really enjoying it. That one was fantastic. It's always kind of interesting with with the Final Fantasies where depending on which version you play, you know, if you bought it here in America or if you decided to get the emulator through online, then the version would change. Like for us, it was two, but for them, it was five, you know. (laughs) That was always interesting trying to figure out which one I was playing, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I did always think that was hilarious. And finding out more things like that, as I grew up, like uh, the whole was it Balrog, Bison, and Vega thing from Street Fighter? How those three characters are the names are changed? Yeah, they. I, I can't even remember the names that they had for it, but yeah, they they definitely ended up switching those. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, it's it's Bison is who we know as Balrog because he yeah. was M Bison, so it was supposed to be like Mike Tyson. And right. Then, yeah. Yeah, and then. Balrog, I think, was was Vega, and then Vega was Bison. I, I'm not sure, but it, it's, it's something, something like that. Something weird. Yeah, yeah that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> so Contra, are we talking about the Konami code like Contra? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, re- I played the heck out of that game. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I remember playing the heck out of that too, and just just. Uh, always i never i never made it far even with the code like i just remember (laughs) dying all i mean you eventually you have unlimited lives so it's just die until you get bored kind of thing right i mean that game was hard it was very very difficult i don't remember beating it i'm i don't know that i did to be honest but i certainly played a lot (laughs) so so i actually i think about that a lot like the some of those games way back in the day, and I wouldn't even say back in my day because those are before my day. But like, it's like, <laughs> uh, you know, you there is there's the the kill screen. Like this, you, you played the game so long and for so many levels that it eventually just crashed on you. Like we oh, have yeah. we have games now that end. What I mean, right? <laughs> do you think that that's a uh, that's that's them taking more uh, consideration into making the games, or is it more of a those games back then were too hard um i mean there was a lot for for video games back in the you know the the early 80s and 90s it was that back then um they they had of course the issues with space they couldn't put a lot in there you know if they made an extra sound it would take so much memory from the from the cartridge that it could you know you couldn't have as much of a game to it right so what they ended up doing a lot is they would make the games extremely hard. So even though it was a short game, it took you a really long time to play and, and, um, and beat because they didn't want it to be a situation where you could beat the game in one day and be like, all right, I'm bringing it back to blockbuster, or, you know, whatever. Um, instead they, they decided they, they make the games hard because they can't, they don't have a lot of memory to work with. So it takes you a long time. It's 
it feels like more of a game. And, um, and then also it helped out with uh, the video stores too, because now it's like, oh, they actually do have to rent it the full five days instead of just, you know, one to two days and they're good. Hmm. So it's, um, that part has definitely evolved, of course, now, because a lot of people now they, they kind of switched over to the, I'm going to buy the game and then trade it back in later instead of renting. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So, so yeah. 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 I mean, obviously it's, it's all about the space and, and what you can do with, with video games. I mean, we're talking about in new Nintendo days, it's, it's, you know, everything was saved onto the system and stuff like that for, you know, mm-hmm. game wise and, and gameplay. But now it's a, uh, it's a little different. I mean, it's all cloud-based stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, for a lot of games nowadays, it's all cloud-based. There's still some, you know, you can, for the consoles, for example, a lot of those you just you can load the game up into the console and for the most part play um, without a disc. But sometimes you know you'll you'll still need a disc on it. But even then, a lot of the if it's a situation where you're it's multiplayer, it's for sure on on the cloud. There's not they're not really saving anything on your on your console system. So that that brings up another question between console systems and uh, computer system. Which which one do you prefer? I do really prefer the PC. Um, to me, it's you know the most accessible to most video games. It, it can kind of it bridges the gap for the most part to between Xbox and and PS4. If it's not on one or the other, it's more than likely at least going to be on the PC type of thing. There are of course exclusives that go on I, either system, but for the PC, there's a lot more that you can edit and and mess around with and and change whereas the consoles are kind of locked in they can't really do a lot of mods or modifications for for video games as a computer can so i i really do enjoy the pc for that but you do have uh consoles i do yeah i have um at this point i only have the xbox one so that's kind of it i i evolved like i originally started with the nintendo and then super nintendo and then didn't get like the Sega Genesis or Dreamcast or PS1 until way later. Um, you know, I got the N64, which was next, which is hands down probably my favorite system out of everything. But um, but yeah, and then from there, I, I got a PS1, PS2, and then finally got the Xbox, then the Xbox 360, and then Xbox One, and then that's kind of been it. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the same the same flow path that i took i went i was a nintendo super nintendo n64 uh i did get a gamecube and then eventually i got a Mm -hmm. ps1 i didn't get a ps2 i didn't get a ps3 i have a ps4 that's what we're on right now right yeah 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 i have a ps4 but unfortunately i'm i don't play games as much as i'd like so i always i just use it to get to netflix and and hulu and stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly uh okay so uh when what about uh mobile gaming you, you you get on your phone and play games on that or i do not not a lot um mostly i use my phone for the typical apps you know netflix hulu all that but um but if i do play a mobile game um I, I don't normally do the ones that are kind of like a, a Candy Crush or anything. Those I don't really play all that often. It's more it, it tends to be like a real time strategy type game that I'll play where it's um, you know you you start out in a town and you can attack other towns that are 
around and it takes you your guys you know five days to march to somebody else's building you know stuff like that because you can get into guilds and meet new people and have fun with that so it's um that's kind of what i've done for the most part on my phone since i played a, you know i did join the pokemon go craze for a long time and then um they came out with the ghostbusters one too which was the ghostbusters one was a lot of fun too but i just get to the point where i'm like eh, i'm just gonna watch something on my phone <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean but i mean that you can play things like um like overwatch on your phone can't you i, I know you can do i know you can do like uh injustice so like street fighter games and stuff like that but do they do? Do they allow you to play uh, battle royale games on on? Do they have that availability? They do not not for Overwatch currently, um, but uh, for PUBG and um, uh, Fortnite, they have both of those on there. I think Fortnite's within the top twenty right now on i on the uh, iPhone apps. Um, so, so people do play that, and of course, you can normally tell who's playing on a phone compared to who's playing on the console and the PC because they get to let them play together. So it's you know the one person like takes ten seconds to, to look up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, there's there's some specialty phones that are set for gaming. So like my phone, I've got the iPhone uh, eight eight something, and. Uh, for that playing video games on it, it's kind of it's okay you know it's it's not great it, the phone heats up really fast but there's the razor version for cell phones that's made basically for gaming and that was, it's almost like carrying a game gear without having to have the six batteries for the, <laughs> the giant six double a batteries well okay that that and that's a good i mean that's another good segue because you kind of have the the hybrid of of mobile and um console with the whole nintendo switch right like it's uh right the ability to play on the console and then go on the go if you need to i know the, i and this is how far out i am it, I, I know that people did that for the breath of the wild zelda game but sure can you do that for the other games that are available on on uh switch like isn't overwatch available on that um, I don't remember if over. I don't think Overwatch is available on on the Switch yet. Diablo three is. Okay, um, that's what they brought out. Uh, they do have plans to bring it out to the Switch. Um, they just don't know when they'll be able to do it because it's a, again, it's another memory slash um, speed uh, processor speed issue that they have with it. So they have to make some tweaks to it to make it to where the game still looks good, but it's still playable too. Mm. So that's kind of their big thing with uh, Nintendo. But um but yeah, I mean it, some of the other games I've seen played on it it's it's really neat like Super Smash Brothers that's huge for it right now. Um a lot of people love that game and it's uh being able to play it kind of just, you know, it handheld is awesome. It, it's it's definitely a good experience cuz especially for those people that are like I'd rather play, you know, handheld rather than be on a giant TV or you know whatever or somebody wants to come watch the TV, then you can just switch it back to the handheld version. <laughs> and that's it's accessible. It's very nice. <laughs> so, what's uh some what's some gaming news or games that you're excited about? What what's some what's something that's in the near future that you're seeing you're seeing? That's a good question. I mean, a lot of the um a lot of the stuff that I was recently hyped about has already come out. You know, Anthem was a huge release, and it's kind of died down. It had a lot of issues, but that was one of the bigger ones that just came out recently. Um. I just uh, saw another game not too long ago. 
that looked interesting and I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but it, uh, it was an interesting game where it's an action RPG, but it, it's all animals and, um, you have to do like Kung Fu fighting type stuff as opposed to you're stuck into, you know, a fantasy world with dragons and stuff. And now you're, you, know, <laughs> you do one little attacks with your sword or whatever. In this case, it, it's all martial arts for the most part is what it looked like. Um, so it sounded really cool, but I, I, again, I can't remember the the name of it for the life of me. Other than that, um, I mean, it's been, uh, so far that there, there hasn't been much that's coming out. The, the next biggest one that's coming out is, um, uh, a zombie, a zombie game that uh, everybody's expecting to come out for the PS4. Um, I think it comes out within this month. That looks to be pretty big. Um, everybody's going nuts about that. I think it's called uh, This Is Us or Last of Us. Uh, I think it's like a version of Last of Us, maybe or something. I can't quite remember for it, but okay. But so I don't have a PS4. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, but they release like uh, DLC for for Overwatch, don't they? Not really. So they don't do um, updates and new characters and stuff like that. Yeah, so Overwatch will do updates. They'll they'll release new characters. They just released Baptiste, which is um, a new healer that they they came out with. Um, that one was uh, just recent, and then they just had their their new event that they did, where they kind of release story with it um, of how Overwatch began and what kind of happened within it. Um, this one's called the Storm. Um, and they, so they released some cinematics with it, which are really big. A lot of people always say that they need to start making a movie with it because of how good it looks. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of their thing, but it's not really DLC because you don't have to pay for it. And it's just, um, I mean, it's downloadable content, of course, but it's not the same connotations as (laughs) regular DLC where you're like, oh yeah, I have to spend $30 to get this version. Uh. (laughs) So, and I don't, I don't know that they really plan on ever doing something like that, releasing something that big enough to where you have to pay for it or anything. So, okay. So when they come out with new characters like that, I mean, how, how excited does that make you? Do you, do you, do you go and play those new characters? Do you go and research them? Do you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, for sure. I want to research them just to see, you know, is this a character that I'm really going to want to play or is it going to be a character that I'm going to hate to play against? You know, so you want to make <laughs> want to make sure that it's going to be one of those situations and how you're going to be able to combat against it. You know, if you, if it is somebody you're going to hate to play against. Um, on top of that, it, I think bringing out a new person definitely breathes more life into the game because it seems like every time it's getting close to where they're going to release somebody, by that time is when everybody's kind of like, oh, I don't know that I, uh, you know, I'm I'm getting tired of playing the same repetitive stuff and it needs a change. And then they come out with a new character and now it's changed the whole meta. Everybody has to play different. They have to play new characters that weren't played last season because they didn't fit what everybody else was playing, you know, that sort of thing. So it's, um, they can really change the game uh, immensely. Like, uh, Brigitte was one of the last mm-hmm. ones and she definitely changed the game for sure. It, um, she brought it into the dark times as known as uh, goats where it's just three tanks and three healers. And it's hard to kill if you can play it well. Um, unfortunately it's really boring to watch, but, <laughs> uh, but they're trying to get out of that. So that's really nice. Refreshing. What's what, is, what's something that you see going forward? What's the, what do you foresee for 
video gaming in the future? Um, obviously, Twitch streaming or game streaming, because I know there's other places you can do it other than Twitch, is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, for mobile gaming, there's augmented reality, like you were talking about with the Ghostbusters and Pokemon. For consoles, right. there's a lot of VR going on. Uh, what, what do you see oh, going yeah. big? Um, I mean, honestly, I, I think gamers as a whole have always wanted to be part of the game. You know, they, they want to be in, submersed into it. So I, I really do foresee virtual reality getting really big. Um, I know they tried kind of making a version based off of um, the, the anime Sword Art Online. So they, where they, you know, you can be put to sleep and go into virtual reality and your body doesn't move, but you're moving your character the whole way. You know, eventually I'm sure they, they want to try and get to that. Who knows if that'll ever happen, but they've already set it up to where it's virtual reality for that same land. So they're they're at least getting to that point, you know, and based on, you know, Ready Player One, who knows if we'll get to that version, but how crazy would that be, you know, if <laughs> everybody is able to be in these worlds, you know, and you get the bodysuit where you can feel it, you know, it's, it's big crazy. That's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So then as a, as a streamer yourself, what what is it that you look forward to when you're streaming? I mean, uh, just as a streamer. As, as a streamer, I mean, I, I really enjoy talking with people. So as soon as, you know, when somebody comes into the channel and starts talking with me, it's always fun. You know, it's exciting. They get to, they get into it if they really enjoy the game or if they're just there to talk to you. It's either way, it's great. That's kind of the joy I get out of it. I'm not really putting on a show. I'm just hanging out with some friends and they get to, you know, watch me play type of thing. Almost like, you know, you're back in your family room playing Super Mario Brothers <laughs> 3. You know, and everybody's hanging out playing um, unfortunately, in this case, they don't take turns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, as a viewer, what I mean is that the same thing you look forward to when you're watching someone stream a game? Definitely. Um, it's always nice to see interaction between chat and the uh, person streaming. Um, it really depends on if the person's really big or not. You know, for some streamers who are small, but they have a, a decent sized channel. You know, twelve to a hundred people say that the the chat is is slow enough to where you know everybody in chat can keep up with it and the um, streamer can keep up with it and say hey you know answer every question that goes through or talk to random people through it but uh, you know for the people that have thousands of viewers they basically can't even keep up with it and it's to the point where they have to they can only answer to people who donate because those are the things that pop up to them you know. <laughs> Um, so it's sometimes those people are fun to watch, but more often than not, it's really just the smaller streamers who can communicate back with you. So you feel like you've made that connection. You can talk to somebody and they, and at the same time, it almost feels like, Oh, that this person's famous. You know, they're, they're taking the time out of their day to talk to me that I think that's the the most exciting part of it. So out of the hundreds of thousands of, uh, streamers that are out there, you know, what is it that you feel make certain players uh, stand out more than others? Um, for for a lot of people, it's uh, their followers, I guess. A, a lot of people, um, were for each channel, they're followers. They have groups of people that will, they're just hanging out in the channel, and they can be really awesome and really nice. As you come in, everybody's saying, hey, how's it going? And then uh, other channels, everybody's kind of quiet. So it's that 
to me is what really stands out the most as far as that's concerned. And which, what, what do you have certain ones that you go and watch and follow and watch on a regular basis? Yeah, absolutely. So like, um, Josh Petersdorf, I follow him and I watch him, um, when he streams, he, he streamed earlier today. He's kind of irregular. Um, the, uh, the other people that I like to watch would be like Tim, the tap man. He's one of the bigger ones where it's like, I'm definitely not going to be able to talk to you. So I'm just going to set it up to where I can watch your stream because you have 30 something thousand people watching you at this point. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, it, it, it really depends on the day and the, the time, you know, if I'm just, if I'm doing something, but I want to watch somebody playing a video game, I'm going to set it up and, and watch, you know, a larger streamer like Tim, the tap man, or, um, uh, and you can do Ninja or something like that, but he's not somebody I really follow. But, uh, and then, you know, when you've got time, you want to talk to somebody, I'll follow, you know, I'll watch Raccoon, I'll watch, um, uh, Josh, I'll watch, uh, um, Frisk, uh, she's a, another voice actor who's a really awesome female voice actor. She sings and does all kinds of stuff, interacts with her chat all the time. She's great, too. So it, it's, yeah, that's, um, I'd say that's about that. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you see, do you see yourself? Do you usually go looking for particular, uh, players or do you go looking for particular games? More often than not, it's games. You know, I, I want to have an interest in what they're playing. Um, cause otherwise I'm just there to hang out in the chat room. You know? <laughs> so, um, so I like to at least be able to have that where if I'm, if I'm watching somebody, it's at least something that I'm interested in, uh, which became kind of hard because a lot of the, the streamers I'd watched, of course they got into Fortnite, and I got kind of bored with that seeing that all the time. So I was like, I wish I need to follow other people. So I started trying to follow other people that played different, interesting games and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's always the game. I think. That brings me in. Do you do you prefer it when people play? I mean, obviously it could be different for different games, but do you prefer it when people do a uh, consistent schedule, or is it more just like if it's random because you're going after the game anyways? Um, consistency is a, is always a good thing. Knowing that you're going to be able to watch this person on a Sunday or something, um, so you can kind of plan for it. That I think is is better as opposed to inconsistency because you know when it's inconsistent you're you don't know if you're going to be available to watch them and now it's kind of sucks because you're like i want to support you but you're never on when i'm on you know <laughs> so being able to know their schedule is is better and uh okay so i had a question <laughs> and i started messing with my mic <laughs> and i forgot what i was gonna say uh all right well let's let's venture away from video games for a little bit um first time i ever met you it was at uh, <laughs> Phoenix Comic Con. I met you right. in person, and you yeah. and your whole family were cosplaying as supernatural characters. So yeah, that's right. Is is that is is that where your geekdom goes to towards either supernatural or uh, cosplay? Yeah, I mean, it, with the family, we try to do a lot of stuff that we all enjoy. So I think our our family is more supernatural or Star Wars. Um, Harry Potter, those type, those tend to be kind of our bigger items that we like to cosplay as or talk about, you know, stuff like that. But um, I mean, this this year we we did uh, Mario Kart characters for Halloween, so it was 
it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Um, so I guess I, I mean, honestly, our, our geekdom kind of came from all over the place. Mine heavily is, is video game involved, but, um, you know, I kind of delved into several different fandoms and geekdoms and everything like that, you know, video games and anime and movies, and super, super comic book heroes and all, all that kind of stuff. So I've, I've kind of go everywhere and, um, and then for the, the family and everybody else they're they don't, they don't share the anime one. So <laughs> I'm alone there, but for everything else, they, they're, they definitely like to hang out with. Okay. So then what, 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 what animes are we talking about? What's, what's something that you have enjoyed? Oh man. Um, I mean the, the biggest one that, that, you know, really got me into it was uh, princess Mononoke or Mononoke Hime. Um, that was my f- very first like awesome movie that got me really hooked. Um, so I played that or, you know, didn't play it. I watched it a bunch. The first, the first time I saw it, God, it was a phenomenal anime. Um, so I, I, I think I watched it like 13 times in a week cause you know, it rented it from Blockbuster. So I got to, <laughs> I can only watch it so many times before I got to give it back. Um, so I think that was my, my biggest one, um, that really got me into it. And Ten- Tenchi Muyo, that was also a big one back then. Um, I I mean I really liked a lot of the older ones. Trigun, um, Trigun is huge. That's one of the biggest ones that they tell you. You know, if you're you're new to anime, Trigun is the one to watch. You know, right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that that's those are the ones that I I really enjoyed. Um, you know, as of recent, or I I suppose what what got me into watching the TV shows was One Piece. Um. And I mean, that's kind of when all the big ones came out, like Naruto, One Piece. Oh goodness, uh, <laughs> Naruto, One Piece, and uh, Bleach. Those were when all the really, those really long, long shows came out. Um, One Piece, I think, just hit over 800 episodes or something ridiculous. I mean, it's been out for years now. So right now, in the live action adaptation movie front you kind of have uh anime and video games kind of you know vying for that spot now that you know you know some people are saying that comic book movies are 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 getting fatigue or stale i don't agree but the next big thing could be video game or um anime I, i would say that they haven't hit the right note with either one of those yet but which one do you see going forward maybe having the bigger hit um i mean at this point i it's hard to tell because they both had and not a great showing it right (laughs) you put it like um the the last one i watched was the bleach adaptation (laughs) for live action and that one was it was really good like they, I mean, they, they, they tried to stick to the story as much as they could. The characters um, were pretty much the same. So they they do a good job. It's just kind of like there's things that happen in the anime that you can't really replicate in the in the live action movie. Right. You know, so it's like it, it, it does. OK, depending on the depending on the anime that they pick. I think they're picking ones that um, have a huge fan base, which is great. But they're picking ones that are really hard to do live action style you know it's <laughs> the next one they're coming out with what is one piece and everybody has superpowers in one piece so some of them it's like yeah that's gonna be really easy and then other ones are like, 
how are they gonna you know how are they gonna go crazy with uh, Zoro who who uses two swords and then has one in his mouth? That's gonna be really hard to pull <laughs> off, you know, <laughs> and make it look cool. You know, it's it. So I, I at this point I foresee anime maybe go on the distance video game ones. I think as soon as it comes out that it was a it was a, originally a video game, um, it loses a lot of its oomph. Um, you know, the the fan base for the video games are all excited for it, but everyone else is like, well, it's a video game. I'm probably not going to know what's what it, you know what's going on with it or what it's about, and I just don't care yet. So I I don't know. It, unless they can you know snag up a really good one where they can do that the uh, maybe a series or something out of it you know three movies a tri- you know a trilogy unless they can find one to do that with i don't i don't foresee video games going far on it yeah i mean i think the next video game that i, I that comes to mind that's going to be getting is uncharted with tom holland like i don't know right. about tom holland as as nathan drake not that i've really played the game any but it, he doesn't really strike me as the same character, but that's probably because I'm still thinking of him as Peter Parker, you know, dress him up differently and he's going to be look older. Um, right. Exactly. I know they have that live action TV series. If you want to call it that Witcher, which is going to be with uh, yeah. Henry Cavill on Netflix. I don't know if that counts or not, or yeah. we'll see how, yeah. how well that does. Um, but then for anime side, you said one piece and they got what cowboy bebop, they have a casting yeah. for that done. And then they have, uh, what's all the, the movement forward with Akira, oh. which is probably the most yeah. known anime for people who don't watch anime. Like it's, it's leaked probably. into pop culture probably the most. So these are, these are all definitely things that are going to either uh, paint the, the path forward for those adaptations or, they're going to um, sh- maybe put the block down, you know, and be like, ah, maybe we don't go any further. Right, exactly. Um, I'm really, I really am excited for the Cowboy Bebop um, one that they're going to come out with. That's, I think, is going to be a really big deal. Um, it's, uh, I, I, I mean, I, I honestly think that it, that one will be the one to pave the way, if, if possible, because again, it's, it goes kind of back to which ones would be the best to make a movie out of. And that one has a lot of stuff that's very doable in movies and is still able to look good. <laughs> so what do you think of the casting of, of Cowboy Bebop? I'm really excited. Um, the last one I heard was, uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember his name. John Cho um, is, is the yeah. Spike, I think is what the yes. character's name is, right? Spike? Yeah, and I think it fits. I think it really fits. I'm I'm very excited. I love him. He's a really awesome actor. Uh, he does such a phenomenal job in everything that he is. You know, the first film I remember seeing him in, you know, which was really silly, was The American Pie Two. Right. And so, like seeing how he's grown as an actor has been kind of crazy. You're like, wow, you're you weren't in a serious role at all, and it was really silly, and now you're in these awesome roles and now you're probably going to be a lot of people's you know super fanboy or fandom you know it's oh man he, he's playing spike that's awesome you know, I, <laughs> it's crazy uh did you did you watch uh luke cage season two because that's who's playing what is his name jet black it's uh oh i can't forget i can't remember what the the actor's name was but i know in, in luke cage he did a great job um yeah i did watch luke cage season two and it was 
I thought it was good. It, <laughs> it, it wasn't nearly as good as the first season, but that's neither here or there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I still think it was it was good, and, and I think all the actors did a very good job at what they were trying to portray. You know, what they what they're trying to go for, I suppose. Um, the the series just kind of went in a weird direction at the end, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's unfortunate that we don't get that third season to actually see how it it finishes up. Right, exactly how it would have played out, and that's I mean that's the case for all of those, unfortunately. Yeah. So, uh, as you we know, you you have a life outside of video games and geek elite, so. I think we can hear one of a uh, little bit of your life there in the background. Do you want to tell us the, the name or? Yeah, that's uh, so that's Harrison, little Harry, and uh, yeah. <laughs> wave to you. <laughs> that's Parker. Um, yeah, Harrison is our newest, and he is going to be a year old on the twenty seventh, which is crazy. We can't believe it's been a year. I can't believe it's been a year either. That that is pretty crazy. So. Uh, did, so did little Harrison get to dress up in your uh, Nintendo or what was it Mario Kart cosplay for Halloween? He, yeah, um, he was Toad. So, <laughs> which you know, of course, worked out the best. Um, it was really funny. You know, Kim made all the the outfits for that, so um, his turned out really good. She she sewed in his hat on like a, a bowl originally. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was really awesome. So, uh, but yeah, so he was he was Toad, and then um, Parker was Yoshi, and Kim was Bowser. I was Wario, and Irie, my daughter, she um, she was Princess Peach. There you go. This is such a diverse family there. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. We're able to. We're we're kind of thinking. Oh, now there's uh, so many other. I, you know, groups that we can do. <laughs> now that we've got five, it's all kinds of things. I mean, if that's not an endorsement to have a family, then I don't know what is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and the family that cosplays together stays together. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, oh well, I, never mind. I'm not going to say that because it, it might be spoilers for something if you haven't seen it yet. So, or if our listeners haven't <laughs> seen it yet. Um, yeah. Right. Either way. What would you, since since you are part of, of Geek Elite Media, what would you like to see Geek Elite Media do in the future? What's something that we you feel that we aren't doing now? What would you like to see us do more of? I, um, I mean, honestly, I, I would like to see more streaming come out of myself and, and Raccoon. Um, you know, he has his own channel, of course. Oh, goodness sake. Um, but uh, the interviews, for sure. I, would, I always love hearing the interviews. They're always really fun. Um, and it's great to hear different questions. You know, you're a lot of the time you ask more questions that aren't quite what other groups are asking. You know, who's your favorite character? That sort of thing. You ask some of those, but you get those more in-depth questions too, which is what I really like too. So I'd like to see more of that. Well, thanks, thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> and then, like I said, I appreciate you gaming for us because I'm not going to do it. So <laughs> I'm glad somebody's doing. It. Like I tried to do a thing where I, I was going to play play scary game on Halloween just every Halloween, oh, yeah. but I, I never get around. Like, something happens on Halloween that I'm like, I end up not being able to do it, so maybe this year right. I can get around to doing it. Um, and that's just one day. That's one day out of the year that I can't make it happen, so I I appreciate you doing it as uh, regular as you can. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of these days we'll have to get it to where we all get together and 
and do one of the, the scary movies for Halloween or something. Or yes. a scary show or something. Uh, another it. one that would be um, potentially fun is maybe movie nights with Geek Elite. I know um, one of the groups I'm part of, they do a movie night thing where they use a um, they use some sort of uh, app or something. Maybe not. Maybe not an app, but they they have a um, a web page that they can go where somebody owns the movie. It's called um, uh, Rabbit. So it's if, I think it's if somebody owns the movie, then you can make a group with friends and watch the movie together, and you all are in a chat room, so you can you know talk to each other without disturbing the movie. Oh wow, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I think uh, we'll have to talk about doing that on the on the side because yeah. Because we have that one podcast, which we haven't done in a while, but we were planning on getting back up. It's called VHS Gems, and uh, I think that'd be great to get everybody, like, get a group going just to talk about or watch an old movie and talk about it and, like, how it's impacted either their lives or or not. Yeah, that would be that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, even watch, you know, just a, a B movie one night where it's just, you know, some terrible movie where we can all make fun of it and have fun, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> Okay, last question, and I actually remembered to to ask it this time. But uh, if you could have one useless superpower, what would it be? And it has to be useless. Ooh, useless. Yeah. Question. Useless. I oh, always man. go with uh, you can make your hair grow one inch, but that's it. Just the one inch, like <laughs> instantly. <laughs> That's fantastic. There's totally, there's totally uses for that. <laughs> <laughs> like accidentally cut your hair too short. Now you got to grow that extra inch. You know? I guess. <laughs> um, oh, man, I mean, uh, being able to, uh, you know, crack your knuckles whenever you want. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like you can already do that in real Probably. life without the superpower, yeah. but I understand what you're saying. It gets that instant Make relief. it as loud as you want. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. So, Eric, I want to say thank you once again for coming on here. Where is it that people can find you most, and what? how can they find you on Twitch? Um, on Twitch, it's, you know... The, the main one, of course, being Geek Elite Media. Um, and then other than that would be Dr. Kai's is my main channel. Um, but I don't really stream on there. I stream more for <laughs> Geek Elite Media when I can. Um, and then other than that, through Discord would be uh, Dr. Kai's. Uh, through any other channels, Battle.net, um, Stream. It's it's mainly doc, Dr. Kai's for Battle.net. Uh, Steam would be, uh, I think, Kaizoku time. So it's... Yeah, those are those are the main channels, and then of course Facebook on Eric Lincoln. <laughs> where, where does where does the Kai's come from? Uh, it originally comes from the word Kaizoku, which is pirate in Japanese. So it's, yeah, that's what started my big fandom was One Piece. So that's where it came from. So you're a doctor pirate. <laughs> yeah, exactly, doctor pirate. I love it. That's that like came... that's like asking a third grader, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, I want to be a doctor pirate. <laughs> Exactly. That's. I mean, who wouldn't? I want to. That's exactly what I want to be. So, fantastic. (laughs) All right. So, thank you again for coming on. Um, or Harrison, thank you for uh, also being on. Great to great to see you. Uh, Lift up. (laughs) 
this has been Hey Mitch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek out. Geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program. Hi, this is Steven from Geek Elite Media, and I want to tell you about Cuts by Candice, a hairstylist that will work with you to get just the right look. After growing my hair out for years and years, Candice was the only stylist I trusted to cut my luscious locks. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of April 2019, and you'll get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candice on Facebook and Cuts by Candice 3 on Instagram, and start looking the best you, you can.